0: Welcome to Watershed's June podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. The Cannes Film Festival has just come to a close with a sense that absolutely the right film won the top prize. Michael Haneke's masterly and quite brilliant amour. I saw the film at the legendary 8.30 in the morning screening. At this point, no one has seen the film. We... Two and a half thousand people, including press, industry and general audience, are seeing it collectively for the first time. All one knows is the title and the director. Of course, if you know the director's work, then you can speculate on what might be in store. Intense, cerebral, cold, detached, confrontational, might be some words that come to mind for Hanukkah's oeuvre. What unspooled was indeed intense and possibly confrontational, as its subject matter explores love in an age of dementia. But it was also full of warmth and tenderness, with monumentally moving performances from Jean-Louis Trontignon and Emmanuel Riva, as the ailing elderly couple moving inexorably towards their last moments together. The sphere lit up with positive 140 character reviews from press and industry, or certainly the ones I follow, and I was one of them. There is a mastery and perfection about the film that really is unparalleled in my opinion. Haneke is up there with Rembrandt in his ability to look squarely at himself, ourselves, and reflect back to us our frailties, our anxieties, and an essence of our humanity. This takes a great artist, and Haneke has proved he's a great artist. But in terms of the Cannes competition, the bar was raised too high. And this is the problem, for when you are exposed to great art, all that follows or that has passed reveal their imperfections. In eight concentrated days of over 25 films, whether it was Jacques Audiard's magnificently energetic Love Amongst the Ruins, Rust and Bone, or Christian Mungay's Parable of Religious Seal Beyond the Hills, or Léos Carax's deliciously absurdist Holy Motors, they are all relegated to the Second Division. The game is in fact a bogey, the rule book ripped up. What we need is imperfection. For in that imperfection we see possibility. As Beckett described it, fail, fail again, fail better. Great art is simply too great. All we can do is surrender and genuflect at its magnificence. See Michelangelo's Pieta as exhibit number one. Rembrandt's later self-portraits exhibit number two and now Hanukkah's amour in the case for the prosecution. However, having said that, what Hanukkah's film brings to us is the most intense and rewarding cinematic experience, a beautifully crafted, powerful, moving contemplation on the essential, existential truth that all things must pass, but maybe, just maybe, love continues. Another director whose film for me got close to Hanukkah's perfection was his fellow countryman Ulrich Seidel. Again, Seidel was exploring the powerful emotion of love in his new film entitled Paradise, Love. But here viewed as cross-cultural transaction between middle-aged white European women seeking sex and possibly love, with black Kenyans whilst on holiday. Seidel's honest, unblinking camera reveals all the beauty, ugliness and complexity of the modern condition. I got a copy of the press pack and the images were stunning. Seidel, who studied photography, I'm sure is aware that the still images here are the art, but that his film is the truth. Hanukkah's amour is scheduled to open on November the 16th. We wait to find out if Seidel's Paradise Love will get a UK distributor. During the festival, I attended a Europa Cinemas Conference seminar If you're a regular Watershed Cinema attendee, you will have seen the Europa Cinema's logo on screen before the feature film, with that groovy catchy music. This conference is an opportunity to catch up on issues relating to the network and evolving policies from the European media programme. Now, cinema has seen a radical shift from 35mm to digital, but, and it was acknowledged in the conference, the impact of digital is going to bring more changes to the film industry. The most fundamental of these is the digital utopia increasingly becoming a reality of everything available now. For example, why shouldn't you be able to view Hanukkah's Amour straight after its Cannes showcase? Without going into the details, i.e. things like territories, windows, that is cinema screens first, then it gets released on DVD, then shown on television. In my opinion, all this will fundamentally change. What happens to the cinema and the cinematic experience is very much a live issue and I look forward to debating it all at the annual Europa Cinemas conference in November. Closer to home, we are 30 years old this month. Watershed, or Britain's first media and communication centre as it was then described, opened its doors on June 7th, 1982. It really was set up in a pioneering spirit to capture the changes that were then taking place in the media. For example, a fourth terrestrial channel was being set up in 1982, VHS was winning over Betamax as the domestic recording technology of the day, and satellite was on the horizon. How things have evolved, and reflecting on it, really only in our 30th year are we beginning to feel we are realising the aspirations and vision of our founders. To mark our 30th birthday, and 30 years of cultural adventure, engagement and innovation. We will be having an open day on the 7th of June, which will not only give you a flavour of some of the creative projects we are currently involved with through Shed and our Pervasive Media Studio, but also celebrate Bristol's rich filmmaking through 30 hours of screenings in the cinema of work all made in Bristol over the decades, including a special preview of the second Eye features, 8 Minutes Idle. Plus, in the Café Bar... On a small-scale cinema, we'll be presenting 30 examples of Bristol short filmmaking from our online projects, Depict, Electric December and Bristol Stories. Late in the evening, we'll be partying the night and 30 years away with a special DJ and moving image set which will delve into our collective Bristol audio and visual past. Our regular brunch screenings have been extended this month to get into the birthday spirit with the theme of Connected to Bristol, over every weekend in June, we'll be screening films which are connected to the city in one shape or another, from Bedminster-born producer Ian Canning's The King's Speech and Shame to Banksy's Exit Through the Gift Shop and Westbury on Trim-born J. Lee Thompson's Cape Fear. Be prepared, though, to be surprised by some of the less obvious connections. That's all for this month and hope to see you at the Open Day on 7th of June to celebrate Watershed's 30 years.